When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sixty Cents Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas, and my co-host here, Jonathan. And Jonathan, you smell that? You know what that smell is? <laughs> Sixers basketball. Preseason basketball. Sixers basketball. All mixed together. It's a wonderful smell. It's also spooky season. We haven't had a podcast since the beginning of the month. And let me tell you, it's been a little bit too long for me. I get I get that we got lives, but we got to get into this because it was a good game. And there's a lot to take away from the Sixers. Sixers were on national TV versus the Celtics. And they lost in a close game, 114 to 106. Fourth quarter was basically garbage time. End of the third. Injury report players that did not play... That were healthy scratches or scratches in general. Joel Embiid, James Harden, DeAnthony Melton, and Corkon Corkmaz. So, let me ask your opinion, Jonathan. What was good? What What were the good things that you saw out of this game? Players wise, plays wise. What was the good? So I think the good stands out pretty clear, and we might be aligned with this, but it's Maxi and Springer, and they're two different like weights, obviously. Uh, no. Harden and Embiid, so Maxi's the go-to guy, but he stepped up. He was 24 points, four rebounds, four assists, nine of 17 from the field. He looked like he was leading the charge, and, and he felt comfortable in that role. And then Springer coming off the bench, Chris has been pushing this for a while. He, I just don't think we. I mean, it's well documented. Doc Rivers doesn't like to develop players; he goes to veterans instead. But Springer is has the talent there. He got 24 minutes tonight with the second most behind Maxi, and, and he made the most of it. 14 points, five rebounds, and two of two from three, five of seven from the field. I just think that good guard play, which bodes well to whatever happens with Harden, you know? So that, that was kind of the good that stood out for me. What about you? So I, I tend to agree uh, those two being the brightest spots there. Uh, Maxi looked like he was ready to take over. I don't know if you can win a lot of games if Maxi's your best player, but we do have Joel Embiid on the roster. And if Maxi's playing like that with Joel doing Joel things, uh, even if Harden's not here anymore, it's it's a good it's a good formula for regular season success and hopefully maybe some playoffs. Uh, Springer, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Springer because right before we got on the call here, Chris 
texted me a tweet of Jane Springer's block on Jason Tatum. And there was a spurt there during the the third quarter where Jaden Springer had four offensive rebounds. Let's put this into perspective. This guy is 6'4", blocking a 6'8", even more stacked Jason Tatum because he was weightlifting with Paul Pierce this summer. Uh, that was noted. By the way, kudos to Paul Pierce losing some weight doing that. But he blocked Jason Tatum, and he also had four offensive rebounds listed at 6'4". If this guy was 6'6", He'd be the perfect long-term answer as a small forward. I, I, I honestly believe that. Because yep. he has the he D. And so, far, and, and so far, the three-point shot is there. I do want to shout out some other guys. Tobias Harris limited in action. Uh, not the most efficient, but he still had 13 points, seven rebounds in about 22 minutes. Pat Bev was there offensively. Defensively, he was a pest. Is he the most? He, is he the best defender? No, but he's a pesty one. He had 12 points on pretty efficient shooting and shooting, including a little. I don't know if you saw it. It was the Rajon Rondo little fake Loader. layup and then hook shot. I like to use that when I play basketball too. But Pabeb looked good in there. Absolutely. Um, I also want to give out some love to besides besides that. I think Javante Smart looked didn't look bad. And I also want to say, despite looking inefficient, Turk Smith didn't look bad either. He could get some more time. I'd like to in the preseason. I'd like to see him get some burn. Well, I I think he's still a G League player, but I I do agree with you that I would like to see him get some more burn. So now that we talked about the good, we gotta we gotta talk about the bad here. And there, I'll be honest, there's a lot of bad. Granted, it's a preseason game, so let's not overreact. Let's try not to anyway. No promises. We are Sixers fans. But tell me what's the bad in your opinion. Yeah, I mean, the go-to bad for me has been the bad for like seven years. And it's that we can't guard perimeter guards that well. Like Mm -hmm. anyone coming into – I mean, they didn't even – this wasn't even great guards. Tonight, Peyton Pritchard went off and same with Jalen Brown. But, I mean, I'm referencing referencing in the past like Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker. These guys would come into Philly and put up like 50-plus. And it's just – strong guard play is hard for us to play against. It seems that even our backups have that issue with backup guards who can put up shots. Uh, So yeah, just the perimeter defense was kind of weak. And I think that's always been a problem for us. And I'm hoping that can get fixed. And maybe if you add back all the starters in there, it'll look a little different, but that was what I took out of it. How about you? Look there. Yeah. As a team perspective, you're spot on, but I got to call out some individual Sixers here. First off, in the starting five, as expected, P.J. Tucker didn't do too much. I don't think he should be starting at this point, but I'm, I don't have a say in the matter. Paul Reed looked, looked horrendous. At yep. four fouls in 23 minutes, shot one of eight from the floor. They looked playing out of control. And we know that Paul Reed can be a good player, but he, there were times where the ball... Have you ever heard – I had a basketball coach. Shout out Coach uh, Taylor from high school. Whenever he, the ball hit your hands and it would just, like, fly off, he would use the term hands like feet. Paul Reed had his hands like feet. There were multiple times where it just kind of bounced off his hands and he didn't have a chance to really grab it and just not 
kind of looked like the game was going too fast for him, or he was moving too fast for the game. It was either one or the other. It wasn't a great look. And then I got to go to the bench here now. Danny Green. Love me some Danny Green, or at least when he was healthy. But this Danny Green looked like a shell of himself. Dude, he's washed. He's washed. And it's sad because he should not even be out. Look, I think he could be a pretty good ESPN commentator. But being out on the floor, look, the shot was flat. His his like the way his legs were moving almost seemed robotic at this point. Like, Danny, do us a favor. Don't make us cut you. Just just retire. Okay? He's not on he's not on a guaranteed contract. So most likely I I'm surprised he got minutes as early as he did, and I get that he has the high basketball IQ, but the skills and talents are diminished too much at this point. Mo Bamba looked horrendous. He did. I, I'm sorry. He, he. I mean, yes, can he hit a jump shot? Absolutely. But he missed a dunk. There were multiple times where just lack of IQ plays and overall just not... I don't know. It's just there's something missing there, and I get why he's bounced around now because now I got to see it up close and personal. Granted, this is a preseason game, so trying not to overreact, but yet again, we are Sixers fans. So Kelly Oubre, um, look, it's a preseason, and I'm expecting him to do better, but he, skill-wise, I think he's there. He had a rough night shooting, but I think IQ-wise, he's lacking there a little bit. Yeah. And that, those were my main, like, culprits. I mean, obviously, like, Daniel House didn't have a good game, David Duke, Ricky Council. But in terms of, like, the main culprits, uh, Philip Petrusev, actually, Petrusev had a solid game, but nothing spe- spectacular. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Have this, we have this, like, squad of frontcourt players, and none were impressive. So continuing to... Wonder what you do with when Embiid's on the bench. Well, I mean, hopefully, Paul Reed. I, I think this game, unless this was just really, really bad jitters, I think this game proved to us that Paul Reed's not ready for a starting role. Yeah. And I think he's just, I don't think he has the ability to be a power forward. I think he's going to be have to play backup center because I don't trust Mo Bamba at the spot. So that that really leaves us the question. I guess you're gonna have to stack PJ and uh Tobias a lot more. Or just, you know, have PJ come off the bench. We got a lot yeah. of options. Yeah, there's a lot of options, but not a lot of great options. Um maybe a trade would help. But you know, I who who knows? So Jonathan, now that we talked about the good and the bad, I gotta ask you, in your opinion, and I think we both will agree on this though, Who's the player of the game for the Sixers? I think it's Maxi. I mean, we already touched on his stats, and like you said, he showed that he looked like he could lead a team. It may not be the most ideal situation in a stacked Eastern Conference right now, um, especially with the trades, obviously, for Dame and Drew. But I, I think today he was the player of the game, at least for the Sixers. I, I know you can touch on other players on the Celtics, but I wanted to look at the Sixers. I was impressed with what he did, and – Two and a half weeks out, I'm looking forward to see what kind of role he has. Yeah, I I, I agree, too. I think that um, when it comes down to it, that Maxi was easily – look, I think he's the only reason why we were in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, 
Maxi playing the point guard we're obviously talking about. He's likely potentially uh, replacing James Harden. So we got a few James Harden updates since we last talked. First up, he did not show up to media day or the first day of training camp in Colorado. I think the media day was expected. We knew that he wasn't going to take questions regarding all, all that's going on. But Daryl Morey, Nick Nurse, Joel Embiid all addressed James Harden's absence. So I'll let you go. Where do you want to start with that? I, I, let me go ahead and um, start with Daryl Morey here, because obviously this is where all the tension is, is between him and Morey. And it just feels like it has to be resolved. You know, Morey said at training day, you, you know, Harden's not here. He continues to seek a trade. We're working with his representation to resolve it that in the best way for the Sixers and hopefully all parties. So what I take away from that, that is that Daryl Morey's at the end of the day going to do what's best for the Sixers, but hopefully he, he is hoping that he makes James happy, even though James literally called him a liar multiple times. So that was interesting. I think that uh... – like Nick Nurse, I thought his – he essentially like not verbatim, but he was just like wavering. You know, he was like, we got a plan A, we got a plan B. It's like, okay, clearly this is a coach who doesn't want to anger potentially one of his all-star players. But he also is just kind of frustrated that he doesn't know who he's going to be coaching on the roster exactly, especially like if we do get players back in the trade that Maury says could likely help us, I mean, get to a championship. That's what he's looking for in a return. So – uh I think that you could see some frustration on Nick Nurse, but he was just trying to not um, like rock the boat at all, which great way to go. Yeah, I also want to note that uh, when asked about you know any type of fines or anything like that, uh, Maury said we, that the team would treat James like any uh, every other player on a roster required by the CBA, which means that they weren't afraid to to charge him. And I just want to say this, you know, it doesn't seem. How do I put this? It doesn't seem that Maury is is being personal about this either, because when talked about the uh, assertion about him being a liar, Maury said, I don't think I have to interpret it. He said what he me- meant. And I think that was sorry. I think that was well reported on. So that 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 just kind of shows me that I think Maury, you know, he he knows what it is, but he's not going to take it personally. So that 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 bodes well, I think. I agree. And, you know, he so fast forward a day or two, Harden did show up and he has been Mm -hmm. participating without incident. Uh, I saw reports that he was running stair workouts after like practice and he looked like he was in shape. I was not causing any issues at camp. Which, honestly, that seems like a more surprising thing. So what do you kind of read into that? Like, will it last with him? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Whew, that is a real question, isn't it? Um, I think it will, because if if Harden wanted to make this ugly, uh, uglier, he would have just kept on staying out. I think he realizes that if 
if he wants this trade to the Clippers to get done, which we'll talk about here in a minute, I think he knows that he has to not be a distraction. Because I don't think he, I think he realizes his value is not as strong as it used to be. Yeah. Which is good for him. I agree. I mean, I don't know that it's going to last, but like, it seems like a lot of the speculation out there is that Harden is putting in the work because he knows he's not going to be here. Like, that's what at least I'm hearing. It sounds like that, like putting in the extra workouts after practice, not causing any issues, rocking the boat. He just knows he's not going to, like, maybe he'll be on the team at the start of the season. But I mean, it seems like this is leaning towards like, like it's speeding up the process where he might be making a move out. Is, is that kind of what you're thinking? I, I think so. I think he is moving it along quicker. I think I think him being here and not being a distraction. Now, I don't know. Will he play in the preseason? Who knows? But I think that dictates on whether or not he gets when he gets traded, you know. But I do want to say this. If I'm James Harden, the Sixers, maybe I start the season out with the Sixers because and I talked about this with a friend of mine today. If I'm the Sixers, I want to see what happens with the Bulls and the Raptors. Because I think both teams could be in a in for a rude awakening of being at the bottom of the East. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they're going to be trying to move off salary. And if the Sixers are willing to attach a first next to James, you could get a lot of different deals done. You know, Chicago, you could get, you know, Zach Levine or maybe DeMar DeRozan. I think Zach would be a better fit, but longer contract. Who knows? Then you have Toronto. Pascal Siakam, maybe. I think you would have to include Tobias in there, but that's another expiring. OG Ananobi. Those are interesting pieces. So I I think think where you're talking is like, I think it's extremely interesting, right? I mean, that kind of doesn't seem to be what is being considered or talked about. But I mean, I kind of like those. I mean, I do, too, but I think that the reason why they're not being talked about, Jonathan, is because they're in the same conference. And usually you don't trade a, an all-star caliber player to with uh, to a team within the conference, including Toronto, who's within the d- division. So I, th- I think that's part of it. But yeah, I, I, and I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that kind of leads us to who the favorite is, right? It yeah. still seems like it's the Los Angeles Clippers. That's the news that's been coming out recently. Is and again, that kind of lead or lends to the fact that maybe Harden knows he might be getting out because the Clippers seem to be aggressively trying to get this deal done. It's rumored that they're out there trying to get additional draft picks in order to include in a potential trade, and that makes me think at least that a deal might get done soon. How are you reading that? I I'm reading it that I think a deal will get done soon. The thing is, so. I think the from what I heard from Shams Karinia of the Athletic, or I don't know how you say it. how do you say Shams last name? Charania. Charania. Okay. So Shams, uh, you know, his report is that the Clippers have already been offering one unprotected pick plus Terrence Mann, which I think was the sticking point during the summer, and it looks like Terrence Mann is now available. That's that's the crux of their deal. However, I think the Sixers are looking for additional draft compensation, which makes sense because when you traded for James Harden, you traded two unprotected picks plus 
a budding, you know, an all NBA player, all defensive player, and Ben Simmons. Granted, damage is good at the time, but still, you got to consider that. So, I think if this is just my my guess is that if I'm the Clippers, I'm shopping. I heard they are shopping pick swaps for this trade. I think if you want to get a re- an unprotected first from another team, you have to shop Norman Powell. And I think if I'm them, I go for a young contending team that has picks, like, say, the, the Thunder. Because what you can do is you can replenish some of your, your assets, or you don't even have to trade some of your depth. If you can get, you know, young players plus picks from the Thunder to go to Philly along with Terrence Mann. That's just my thought, though. Yeah, I, no, look, I like it. And I, I think that the Clippers are likely where we're going to be, like, sending James Harden in the near future. I'm not one who's positive it's happening before the start of the season. I'd like it to. Uh, I mean, I think people knew when the Damian Lillard like, trade started to heat up, it seems that this is kind of in the similar ballpark in terms of timing. So maybe it is a week or two, but uh, I just hope a deal gets done. And, and I'm glad that Maxi looked good tonight. Yeah, look, Maxi, I'm still slightly worried about the playmaking. I think there's a I mean, besides the fact that Anthony Melton was injured, I think there was another I think, you know, Patrick Beverly, who's a quote unquote point guard, not not. He's not really a point guard, but he defends point guard. You know what I mean. So, and he does handle the ball. So, I think yeah. having another playmaker with Maxi is important. But Maxi's playmaking did look better, and Joel Embiid has been raving about it at training camp. But when it comes down to it, the things that we have to remember is this: that whatever trade we make initially. For James Harden, will probably not get us the same amount of talent back in return for James Harden, the same level of talent. Doesn't yeah. so if we make that trade, it's probably Maury's looking to make another trade. So this the the the, the quote unquote new iteration of the Sixers that is coming is not going to be the permanent one. They're going to make another move. I think that's a good like caveat to put out there for Sixers fans just to let them know because. Maybe that first trade that does come back isn't exactly what you're expecting, but don't put it past put it past Maury to do a double trade. I mean, that's just what happened with Portland, you know, and, and maybe there's something similar in the works in in, uh, in Philly. So, yeah, don't stress depending on what comes out. Well, the, 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 the question is, after Philly makes this trade, like, who's available? Who's going to be the next guy available? That's the real question. I think the answer would be Carl Anthony Towns, but... I think a lot of that's going to be mid-season or in-season, though. I think so, too. I mean, like, you could you trade for Malcolm Brogdon, who averaged uh, his last season in, in Indiana, where he averaged 22-10? and 10? Sure. Is health a concern with him? Absolutely. It's Yeah. There's not a clean, you know, long-term solution there. But, you know, if you get Terrence, you know, and I, I went over this hypothetical with my, my buddy, so I'm going to go over with you. Let's say you get another pick for Dwight Powell. I mean, uh, Norman Powell, not Dwight Powell, Norman Powell. <laughs> um, you get another pick for Norman Powell. The Sixers get two picks. They get Terrence Mann. And they're going to get some combination of 
Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris. I suspect that whatever I I suspect the trade that we will get is Co- Rocco and Nicholas Batum. So hear me out. This is my idea for uh, you know ten deep starting five. You would have in the starting five. You would have Tyrese Maxey, Terrence Mann, Nicholas Batum. Yes, I'm starting Nicholas Batum over P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. The reason why I'm putting Nicholas Batum in there is for a couple of reasons. One, he's a glue guy. He can pass. He, he is a very underrated playmaker, better three-point shooter, and almost as good defender. And it allows Tobias to slide back to the four where he's more natural at. You know, Batum can guard three or four, so I'm fine with that. Then in the second unit, you have Pat Bev. We'll see, this game has kind of changed this a little bit, but I'm going <laughs> to go with this because uh, this is a tough one. But let's just go Pat Bev, DeAnthony Melton, and I'm going to throw a curveball in for you. I'm going to put Springer at three. and uh, Before it was Rocco, but I'm going to put Springer in at the three, PJ at the four, and Reed at the five. That that's pretty deep team. Is it as as star heavy as like the other two teams in the East? No, but it's versatile and it can defend, which I think is important here. And I yeah, like that. I, yeah, and I don't hate that. I think that as you're saying, it, it's it's tough seeing a trade come through that's not going to get us up into like that top two consideration. But I just don't think we're there. And maybe if Harden stays, that might be the best option. But he's not bought in. We need to move on. We want like continuity. We don't want Embiid to have to deal with another disgruntled star. So, I mean, I think they got to move him. I'm okay with the trade you presented. I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world, but I think that roster is still probably the third best in the East, and and that's kind of where we're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we'll we'll see what happens here. And Jonathan, I think on that note, unless you wanted to talk about anything else, do you want to talk about the other preseason games tonight? First ballot of preseason games? I did not watch any of those. I got to be honest. I mean, I watched a little bit of the Suns one, but I'll I'll go through the scores real quick, okay? Yeah. Okay, so the Suns beat the Pistons 130 to 126 in overtime. Interesting fact, Jaden Ivey did not start for the for the Pistons there, he came off the bench. Alec Burks huh. took his spot. That was kind of weird. I don't know the story behind that. The uh, Bucks beat the Chicago Bulls. The Bucks did not have Giannis, Damian Lillard playing, so or Chris Middleton. So that was, you know, and they still beat them by three because they had their starting five. Sacramento is playing Toronto right now. They're in the second quarter, so is Indiana and Memphis. And Utah and the Clippers are should be starting right about now. They're playing on NBA TV. You might tune into that after this. So, yeah, just some interesting factoids there. So Yeah, there's the around the league for, for the listeners. But, look, we are two and a half weeks out from real Sixers basketball. We are three weeks from today. Uh, and it'll air on Monday, but three weeks from Sunday from the home opener against Portland. So we're here. We're coming up on it. Um, and w- again, as always, we appreciate all the listeners to this podcast. Please subscribe or listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. 
please continue to read our work over on the SixersSense.com. There's a lot of articles coming up with the start of the season, specifically a preseason rankings article, which will be coming out in the next week or so. Yeah, until next time, go Sixers. Go Sixers. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.